Good evening, fantasy footballers and degents across the universe. This is the Championship Formula with your host, Mike Plymel, bearded for her pleasure. And sitting to my left is the absolutely stunning Cajun Raider, Mr. Mike Wielden. Go Tigers! Oh my God, go Tigers. What kind of accent was that? Was that your native uh, tongue? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I don't do it as well as my, my buddies back home. They they sound much better at Cajun. Is, is yours accent. a little like Florida? Mine. I never had the Cajun accent. I don't know why I never picked it up. Hmm. It's hmm. kind of disappointing because I like the accent. I'm starting to that's doubt whether you're really from. I there. am too. That's I why think, he was bullied as a kid. He sounded like a Floridian, and yeah, yeah. he wasn't a true that's what it was. native. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right, and sitting co- across from me tonight is the casual Mr. Josh Kenny. Here I am. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing good tonight. Can't wait for this fun fact. I almost forgot to do it, so you guys are going to get like a on the fly. Oh, I like on the fly. I do too. In 1999, the Jacksonville Jaguars went 0-3 against the Tennessee Titans. Against everybody else that they played, they went 15-0. and Wow. Damn. That's a real stat. That's a real stat. Holy shit. So that's when they went... They made the playoffs, obviously. They, yeah, they had a great season. They lost both their regular season games to the Titans and then got knocked out of the playoffs. Was, Mc, the was McNair the quarterback? Everybody else. Was McNair the quarterback then? Uh, I don't know. In 2003? You got your little surface there, man. Yeah, you got to look surface, that up. Bro, Mike. That thing's cool, though, by the way. Oh, thanks. 1999 was... I don't think McNair was still there, was he? Nah, I'm trying to think. It might have been that little McNair. What are you talking about? McNair with Tennessee. But for Jacksonville, it was uh, Mark Brunel, wasn't it? 1999? No, I'm saying, yeah, for Tennessee, like who they lost against three times. Uh, might have been. Might, uh, you might be right. That could be. I think you're right. There you go. And that would have been the running back, uh, Eddie George. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Pound yeah. the rock. And he Look always it. looked like Skeletor to me. Like Eddie, a bla- Eddie George? Like a black Skeletor. Steve McNair. And Eddie George. There nice. you go. Nice. And quarterback for the Jaguars, I'm, I'm sure it had to be Brunel. Yeah. It could have been yeah, a David, David yeah. Garrard. No. That, no, that he was much later. Yet. Okay. Nice. No. I love it. All right. So, Mike, it's been a few days. What happened this week? Anything fun and exciting? Yeah, man. So, my jacuzzi hasn't worked in like over a year, which okay. is very frustrating because I used to get in it every single night. How many fish are in there now? Only 12. Okay. So we got lucky there. Okay. And only two were stuck inside the jets. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so they're all dead? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It probably smells great. <laughs> yeah, it does. But we're cleaning it out. We're getting it ready for a big July the 4th party, hopefully. Um, you going to with- throw some ducks in there? No, we Mr. don't do Quackers? that. Mr. Quackers? No. Yeah. <laughs> Just dead ducks and dead fish. <laughs> And a seance around the jacuzzi. Yeah, it wasn't a dead duck in his backyard that he saw. It was actually in his jacuzzi, the one that he tried to save a few yeah. what, months ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting that thing cleaned up and um, getting in there and getting back into my vibe. Okay. Yeah. What's it, what's your typical vibe look like when you're in that jacuzzi every night? Oh, you know, a lot of bad smells and, like, a lot of motion down below, like, waves, jets. Sometimes I, whenever I try to, like, spin around and I accidentally, my privates kind of hit the jet, like... You just... have to be really close to the edge for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, your body's fully pressed against the side. Yeah, but it still, it feels great. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. It sounds like something I would have said when I was like 10. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Cash, how about you? What'd you do this weekend? Oh, this weekend we celebrated um, my son Miles turned 15. Today I took him to the DMV to, and he got his permit. So oh, my Look gosh. out, everybody. We yeah. have a new driver in the house. Woo! Oh. He's oh. bigger than me, though. That insurance is so cheap right now. Oh. <sighs> I don't even know. I don't even it's care. Be- yeah. No, it's best not to look. Yeah. I don't even know. You know, truthfully, I don't even know how to check my bank account. Like, <laughs> if Katie disappeared tomorrow, I, I wouldn't even know how to pay all the bills. I would just have to hope that they were on auto pay. Yeah. I, every time I swipe my card, 
there could be ten thousand dollars in the account or ten. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's always a mystery. Same here. I just hope that approved pops up, and I'm not shitting you. Yeah, right. No, I get. I know. I get alerts on my Chase bank account. And it says your account's been overdrawn, and it's like I look at it and I'm like, shit. How did we get? That? Oh, oh, yeah, Donna. Okay. Yeah. And Walmart. I'll put like, yeah, put four hundred in, and it's like your account's been overdrawn. I'm like, what the hell? I just put four hundred in there. Yeah, you were like five thousand short. So that four hundred <laughs> drop in the bucket, Mike. You got to keep feeding it. Yeah. God. Good what Lord. about you? Uh, this past weekend, I'm trying to think what we Tattoo? actually did. Yeah, I actually did get. I finally got the ink. Say, there he is. Yeah, nice. I know we talked about it last week, but it did not happen because I was not fully prepared, nor was the artist. Um, but Aaron Smith over there on 192. Yeah, new addiction. Did an absolutely incredible job. Absolutely. Love it. Uh, we gave him a few ideas, and he he literally drew out the. He literally drew out everything on there. Like not freehand, but some of the, like the body part he did. I like the one on the right. It's like they look like betta fish. Yeah. And the one on the right has Louis Vuitton monogrammed on it, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm, just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Those are cool. <laughs> <laughs> but he said he doesn't want to put a like that plastic wrap on it. Like I to asked him about it. that. Yeah. yeah, I did too. No, yeah. he, don't uh, be he, hard headed, man. Protect your investment. What? Protect your arm. Yeah. Okay. So it's not finished. Obviously, this was the first section, but this took like six hours. So um, it was a long session in the chair. So the next session will be on the backside. It'll be like water. Then it'll keep moving up. And nice. I like it. It's it's a that's a nice looking tattoo. It's very clear. It's obvious what it is. The shading on some of this is incredible. So I'm yeah, really really happy. It looks amazing. Are you gonna tie fish into the whole sleeve or just the bottom no, there? Pro- just the bottom half. It's gonna be like this is my sign. Obviously Pisces in the middle, and uh, I'm gonna do something with on the on my right calf. I've got some words on there now, some Latin words, and I'm going to do a band around there. And I'm going to tie in my uh, my coat of arms. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. That, that'd be cool. I love it. Be yeah. working I have nothing else to, to do with my money, so I'm just going to piss it away on tattoos. <laughs> it feels I, good. I don't have a tattoo. See, when I've seen people get tattoos, their arms look really red sometimes and inflamed. When you showed it to me yesterday or the day before... It looks like you've had that thing forever. Yeah. I don't no. see any redness, no no craziness. Exactly. There was a little bumping. You can still feel it. Uh, some of that shading does not feel good. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. does not, like this right here, uh, right on the crease of the elbow. Yeah. That you could feel. That was... That seems like that wouldn't be painful at all. Did, I mean, it's your right yeah. arm. Did he tell you just like rub <laughs> semen on it? After, you know, just keep it... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It literally no is plastic. like a geyser. He said, if you geyser style, shoot it on there. So yeah, like, just rub it in. You yeah, don't yeah. even when have to I wake up first wrap. thing in the morning, it just shoots up. I'm just trying to catch it with my elbow. It's a lot of fun. A lot of weird looks from the other side of the bed. Um, why did you waste it? Why did you waste it? Tears are falling. But it's totally worth it because it feels incredible when it hits my arm. Yeah. yeah. There it absolutely. is. Absolutely. All righty, everybody. Well, we can't thank you enough for dropping in on the championship formula yes. today and uh we are continuing with our way too damn early rankings last week we started in on the running backs we got through quite a few but we still have a bunch of relevant running backs left and uh we're just going to keep going down the line and we're just going to try and give you as much useful information as we possibly can just remember we are a couple months out from even like real mock drafts mo- meaningful mock drafts coming out Camp hasn't fully been completed. A lot of position battles. Rookies, how are they doing? Veterans, how are they doing? Dalvin Cook was just cut a couple weeks ago, so there's still a lot of action that's going to be happening. Yeah. But as of right now, where it stands, this is what we're going to give you the best information we can. Last week, where we left off... Oh, I love it when Cooper lets us know where we left off. Yeah. In uh, dog speech, what he was going to say... Pajabu! Yeah, he left, we left off with Antonio Gibson, and we are back with Isaiah Pacheco mm-hmm. cracking the top 30. Wow. Yeah. So we have men at over 12 points a game, just slightly over 12 points a game, and uh, he should be the starter in Kansas City. Yeah. He's not yeah. going to get all the catches. We already know that. His athletic score was he was top five coming out of the combine 2022. He is an extremely hard runner. He's fast. He runs a sub 4-4-40. Athletic score was great. The hands, not so much. But that's okay. They've got someone else in mind for that role. But Pacheco, Kansas City, 
How are we feeling? Because we have him at 12 points a game. That definitely puts him in as a low-end number two, high-end number three running back. Do we have a case for him to be higher than that? Does anyone have a case for him to be lower than that? Where, where do we have him? We have him right now, I believe, at number 29. I like him a little higher than that. Okay. I, I would have him. I mean, that puts him in running back three territory. It does. I, I An offense like Kansas City's. Right. And he's basically, unless they sign somebody, and at this moment they haven't, he is the guy who's going to get the majority of the workload. I, I like him as a top uh, 24 running back. I, I can't see my projections because my computer is not cooperating with me. But look at his workout metrics. Look at what he did last year. He's on probably the best offense in the NFL, if not top what two or three he doesn't get the, he didn't get the catches last year but he shows that he can catch the ball so i would take him uh top 24 29 feels low to me so i i, I think that if if that's where he's going if he's going in the 30s whatever his adp is if that's where it is i think you're getting a value uh at that price yeah absolutely do you have a, a adp that you can pull up on him well, let's take uh, Jamie. If you could, if you get, yep, give me the thumbs up. Thank you. Good. Jamie's on it right now. Boy, he she is wearing some cool stuff tonight. 70, 70s. Seventies. Looks like a wig though. Yeah. I'm not sure about that Mike Schmidt I, I like style it. sideburn wig. Well, they're it's bell bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> That's what really gives it away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love it. I mean, the only thing I don't like is this. This offense seems like it's becoming like the Patriots' offense, like where you just can't. You, you just don't know how the ball is going to be spread around. I, I think that's just a matter of necessity. They've got Travis Kelsey, and honestly, what else do you really need? Right. Um, they're going to make it work no matter what. They do not have a true number one receiver. I know they've got a lot of potential out there with Kadarius Toney. Of course, they drafted Sky Moore th- last year, and this year they drafted another wide receiver who goes by the name of... it's I'm f- Joe Boo Jenkins. Joe Boo Jenkins. That guy is crazy. Yeah. I went out with him one night. Yeah? Yeah. You smoked that shit with, yeah, with Joe Yeah, absolutely. That, right. was the, that was the craziest shit I ever did. I would like to thank everyone sitting at this table for coming up with that name. <laughs> Much appreciated. <laughs> and we went crabbing afterwards. We went crabbing. You know, you put a chicken wing on a crab line, throw it out there. Oh, wow. I guess... Is that what uh, you do in Louisiana? Yeah, yeah. No, that must be a Louisiana term, crabbing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Blue yeah. crabs. Here in Florida, they call that raw dogging. <laughs> you can't do that's how you get diseases though you can't yeah, do that. yeah you don't do that mike we don't do that here in florida we wrap that shit come on man what are you doing okay um you, last you, year pacheco was almost five yards a carry mm-hmm. on 170 carries he get he gained 830 yards five tds wow so when you're looking at a bell cow back derrick henry's going well north of 300 christian mccaffrey's pushing 250 270 the guys that are bell cows, if Pacheco really is the guy that's going to gain 225 to 250 rushing attempts, you're looking at a 1,200-yard back that's wow. going to gain somewhere in the 8 to 9 touchdown range. Now, unfortunately, it's probably going to be a Khalil Herbert type of where he's only going to gain 12 to 18 receptions, but that's okay. If you're telling me I can get someone whose average – uh, draft position is going to be as a low-end number two, high-end number three, who's going to get me north of 1,100 yards and eight to nine touchdowns, yeah. sign me up, please. All day. For sure. The other thing is he's so young. He's in year two. Yeah. So he's still got three more years under contract. This is a great buy-low for Dynasty. This is a great guy for redraft that you're going to get for very little cost. Josh, what do we call that? Value. Value. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. How did he drop to the seventh round 30th pick in the seventh round if you look at his metrics you look at what he what he did what did the nfl scouts miss that's a real question oh yeah exactly and that's the question i keep asking how many stars did you have him um i'd have to look at my notes i didn't bring that tonight i had him at one star he's so stupid (laughs) (laughs) we needed your stars no but i can tell you this man when i look at fantasy pros today Everybody that I have ranked like three and a half stars or higher mm-hmm. have moved up at least 15 spots from what Fantasy Pros originally had them ranked. Okay. Look at Pacheco from week 10 on. 
his numbers are drastically different than from week one through nine. Right. It's not even close. He had a ton. He had red zone touches in every single game, um, except for week 14 against Denver. Um, up to that point, he was getting targeted uh, multiple times a game. After week 12, he was targeted two, three, four times a game. Before that, zeros all the way down. So there was a usage rate and a snap share that took a huge jump after week 10. And I think it's definitely something worth paying attention to in 29. Well, low. yeah, absolutely. When CEH showed that he was going to shit the bed, then Andy Reid was like, it's time to move on. Where is he for you, Mike? Top 24? Does he fall in there? You know, it's so easy to say uh, top 24 is a low and number two, but when you start talking about some of the names that are just ahead of him, it's hard to move him much more than four or five positions. Right. So for me, he's still probably, because the uh, receiving upside is is toned down, I do realize after the first 10 games he he did have a better showing. Mm Mm-hmm. But those first 10 games, you still have to take those into consideration. There is an absolute reason Andy Reid did not take advantage of any kind of receiving skills. If Andy Reid didn't do it, I trust and believe that he's not going to again next year. Yeah. So for me, he probably does stay in right in that 24 to 26 range. Um, I think I was a little bit higher on him than some. But we're going to get into some name. I mean, running back, that... Low end number two, middle number two, high end three, we've got a big tier coming up. And a lot of them you can make a case for that they should be higher, but you're you're really picking nits at this point. It's every, Everyone's so close. We're talking about 12.03 ne- points per game. The next guy is probably .05 yeah. more. So it's, yeah. it's ticky-tacky. Everything right now is so close. But Pacheco in a one-point PPR or even a non-PPR, which I do not understand why grandpas are still playing that. <laughs> right. But in one-point PPR, he really is still holding a lot of value. He is a steady Eddie, uh, anywhere from 11 to 13 points a week, and just a nice guy to have on your roster. Absolutely. For sure. And by the way, just so everyone knows, as of tonight, his current ADP in drafts across the U.S., he is coming in at number 28. So we're pretty much right in line. We're 28th running back off the board? Correct. Wow. Not 28th player. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. No, then um, I'll take him. So Bearded just said um, picking nits. I've never heard that phrase in my life. Really? I had to look it up, and it says to point out small problems or faults with something, often ones which seem relatively unimportant. No, you like that? Yeah. Okay. Should I? I mean, Josh has got his uh, incredible stats. And trivia questions every week. Should I throw in some weird words? Yeah, some weird And I'll look them terms? up and I'll explain, yeah. Oh, people will absolutely love that, Mike. Thank yeah. you so much for okay. offering to read <laughs> a definition on the air. Picking picking nits. <laughs> picking nits. All right. So with Isaiah Pacheco off the board, we are now coming in at number 28. And this guy is going to be – this is one where we are so early on him – it really we we need to see how camp shakes down. We need to see how his injury, how he's recovering. We need to see how his new coach is going to use him because he loves his running backs. He's had some incredible fantasy seasons for his running yeah. backs. Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Obviously, I'm talking about Sean Payton and Javante Williams. He's had almost a full year to recover. Everyone in the entire fantasy football world knows you don't take the guy the year after you take him the year after after he comes back but still javante was incredibly talented coming out of college he started well he did the problem is he has a torn acl i believe he tore his mcl he probably threw in some fcls and ucls and ycls (laughs) yeah he's got all all the cls all the cls he uh he went ahead and screwed up all of them and he's gonna have a hard time coming back this year um so I'm just going to be honest with you. I see that we have him in at number 28. I feel that's too high. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, when Mel, he couldn't even beat Melvin Gordon out for the majority of the snaps, right? Because um, I remember I had Melvin Gordon in Dynasty at that time, and I, I did. I wanted to let him go, and I couldn't because it seemed like Javante didn't do enough to like really. Javante was a rookie that season. Yeah. I think that in the NFL, you have to be in a unique situation to for a coach to trust a rookie running back right off the bat. Right. I think that 
Yep, for them to start to get this the snap share that you're looking for in a rookie season, you're either in a perfect situation or you're waiting till maybe the bye week, middle of the season, till the till the coach starts to trust you in your pass protections right. and, and not to fumble and things like that. And and that's probably what you saw. Not maybe that he wasn't a better back than Melvin Gordon at that time. Melvin Gordon had the trust of the coaches, and Javante had to earn that trust. Well, and then Melvin Gordon started fumbling the ball nonstop. So then that's why they started going more towards Javante Williams. Well, that's how you get the trust of the coaches. Yeah. yeah. So I'll break it down real quick for you. 2021, he had uh, he was at 4.5 yards per carry. On 200 carries, he had 900 yards, scored four touchdowns. And in those 17 games, he only started one. So it was Melvin Gordon ahead of him. He had 43 catches in those games. Right. Nothing to sneeze at. Everyone enjoys a lot of catches out of the running back. Uh, last year, he played in three and a half games. He had 47 attempts. So he even in the game he got hurt, he, I believe he got hurt in the second quarter, he was definitely on pace for 15 to 16 carries a game, averaging about the same, 4.3 yards per carry. He had 16 catches in those three and a half games. So... Once again, we can absolutely see the receiving threat coming through for him. He's averaging over four. I mean, if you do the actual by quarters, he's averaging over four catches a game. That's um, huge in Sean Payton's offense. Absolutely. If 22 he, targets in four games. Yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's legit. Targets. Absolutely. Yeah. That is probably top five in receptions among running backs. I would dare say Austin Eckler is probably still number one with McCaffrey close behind. Barkley's mm-hmm. up there as well. Derrick Henry probably on the opposite end of that spectrum. But Javante Williams got real skill. Mm-hmm. He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Javante Williams is a very talented back. I just I just can't trust him because of the injury concern. Right. He has way more value in Dynasty this year. He should still be at least a $55 player if you're going based on you know talent, age, contract, coach. But in uh, redraft this year, I feel that 28 is a little too rich. Let's also not forget they brought in a very, very good backup to Joe Mixon last year. He's always played very well. Yeah. Apparently, he's like a smaller version of the Incredible Hulk. Some of his workout videos he's posted, like where he's benching 500 pounds and squatting you know, yeah. 6,000 pounds or whatever it is he's doing. Samaj P. Ryan is real. Yeah. And Sean and Payton. Catch. Yeah. Oh, no, he's a great back. Yeah. He's in my dynasty. Yeah. yeah. So Sean Payton really seems to be backing Samaj P. Ryan. For me, Javante Williams is not the guy that you are shooting for this year. For and me, he's probably somewhere in the mid-30s. I, I would have Pacheco over him. I would have Montgomery over him. And the next guy, obviously, over him. I think I, I really That's like the next guy. That's why we have him over on Mike. <laughs> Good job. Way to look down the list. No, so I really, I really love the next guy. I know. You've, uh, you've said this many times. All right, so for Javante Williams, can anyone make a case to bring him up on the list? Or are we all good about 28, 29, low end, number three, high end, you know, middle number three? In redraft? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, we're perfectly comfortable right yeah. now. You go with that? that? Yeah. Yep. Especially okay. Especially coming off that injury. Sounds good. With all the CLs. All right. <laughs> so the next guy up on our list is, uh, man, he was supposed to be incredible last year. He was, he was a high draft pick. A lot of people fell in love with him. Coming off the Super Bowl, and Cam Akers. Yeah. So we have him at number 27. Man, I love this guy this year. Absolutely. So Cam Akers. Someone's I'm, opening Christmas presents yep. right now. Vinny's mm. opening up his Christmas gift. Why Tell us what it is. He's, he's so excited. Lie, he's lies about Cam Akers. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't like him at all. Now he likes him. I didn't like Cam Akers last year, I'm not going to lie. But... Uh, you know what? Honestly, I'm glad I didn't. Otherwise, I would have got stuck with his dumb ass. You know, with this whole, uh, the arguments he had with Sean McVay, it just, it wasn't going to work out. He had a really good finish, though. He had a great finish. Yeah. Um, and around the country, his ADP is number 22. For us, he's number 27. Uh, so it's not that we're that far off. Um, I do think he's going to build up some steam coming into the season. He is the number one. He is the sole lead back there's really not anyone that's going to be able to challenge him for that and mcveigh has talked him up this offseason yeah if if he has mcveigh's trust he's got my trust so uh, for me it feels like cam Akers is a little bit low at number 27 yeah i agree and uh there's probably about four or five guys that i can easily pencil you know that i can easily bump to get him up there um so can anyone make a case for him to go down this list i can't 
I cannot. No, I've, I've been on high on acres for a while, so. Um, All right, so number 27, that would be his four. High end number three, that's his four. Yeah. How high can he go? 15? I would say top 20 for sure. Top 20? Raider, are we looking at a top 20 running back here in Cam Akers? Where do you have him? I wouldn't go that far. Oh, I so would... you have him moved up five spots? Yeah. Good job. <laughs> 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 really sell, really, really selling the sizzle on this one. I like that. Go ahead and look that term up. Selling the sizzle. Oh, yeah, shit. he he ended the season with four straight hundred yard games. He had yeah. three touchdowns in one of those games. Um, and again, the eye test, man. I always go back to the eye test. It's like when you watch these guys run, like you can see, like, like a gazelle out there. Yeah, he passes your eye test. I love it. Yeah, and he was targeted multiple times in those games mm-hmm. on top of rushing. For over 100 yards, um, multiple uh, targets, multiple catches. If he can pick up where he left off, top 20, uh, I don't see any problem putting him there. What I do have reservations about is the way that L.A. – are they still the L.A. Rams? Yeah, they're the L.A. Yeah. Rams. Uh, everyone's changing cities these days. <laughs> yeah. Las Vegas. Are, did they go back LA, to St. Louis? Well, you got you – Yeah, got, the you St. Got Louis Rams, L.A. Rams, Oakland Rams, <laughs> yeah. California Rams. Basically. I like it. Um Hoover I lost Rams. my train of thought, asshole. <laughs> Colorado Rams. That's it. That, those are, that's the one. Yeah. There you go. That, yep. Um, no, I understand what you're saying. Yep. Uh, it's just the Rams are. Are they going to be any good this year? Stafford. Yes. It seemed like he was contemplating that's retirement. That's where I was going with it. Is Cup going to be fully healthy? Do they have a number two receiver that can take away anything? Gerald it, Everett. I mean, he could be solid, but the, is, uh, the offensive line, line sucks yeah. ass. Yeah. Is the line even going to be good enough to support the? Hundred yard games over and yeah, over again. And yeah, there's a receiver that is over there that I really like that I'm not going to say his name because I'm tired of fantasy pros like jacking my style. Cooper Cup, like why are they jump jacking no, my style? You know what style? I'm going to do, guys? When we come back from this break, I am literally going to announce every wide receiver on the Rams, and we're going to guess who Mike's guy is. <laughs> How's that sound? That sounds like Don't fun. Don't do it. I'm sick of it. Hey, and you guys every- are raping me with my in my research. Everyone, so you can play along it. at home. When you hear the name, scream Fantasy it out. Fantasy pros is, is raping me. Like, all of my research, like, all of a sudden their rankings are catching up with my research. Are you, like, I'm uploading so it off. into the cloud and they got your, your stats? They're reading and, my uh, mind, man. They're like, oh, here it is. He just uploaded it. Yeah, he just did it. All right, like, now, oh. we, now we can complete our projections. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, my God. I'm sick of it, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence pictures and Mike Wilden stats. That's all they care about in the cloud. It's like, oh, Wilden just uploaded some more stats. We're good now. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Everyone can go home. Nice. All right, so before we get to the next guy, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we just want to remind everyone that Vieira Pizza is the official pizza of the championship formula. I know oh, wow. we haven't talked about them in a couple weeks. Nice. I know. It's just I've, I've been craving that drizzle lately. Yeah. Mike, do you want some drizzle? Always. always. I like it to Mike's drip down my... Mike's always craving drizzle. Yeah, I like it always to drip cra- down my chin. All right, well, they can make that happen for you. Actually, can we, one time, can we like have it in where I get to spit it in your mouth? Nope. It's called drizzle swapping. No. No, nah. they do not do drizzle swapping here on the show. That is... Uh, yeah, I know you've asked that before. They, and I, birds do it, man. There's nothing sexual about that. Birds like literally do that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. The they, they, they don't even all pee. Your Google the searches, birds don't by even the pee, so they're not. I'm not doing that either. <laughs> so um, next time you're over in that Morel slash Vieira Boulevard and 95, take a quick stop. Swing by Mr. D's. Yeah. Ask for the Island Boy. Ask for a little extra drizzle. Yeah. Say hi to Mike. Tell him that you heard about him on the championship formula and insist on that 10% discount. And we will be right back. Okay. And we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. And we are going to keep on going with our way too early projections. We just spoke about Mr. Cameron Akers over there in L.A., and uh, we all seem to like him a lot. Next guy, I don't know if we're going to be on that same page. In our consensus, we have him in at number 26, and this, what we all thought, was actually Ron Rivera's boy. And as it turns out, looks like it was actually Antonio Gibson. And uh, the offensive coordinator last night, 
or last year had a man crush for B-Rob, and that's who we're at at number 26 is Brian Robinson. We have him coming in at 12.9 points per game. Now, just as a reminder, these stats were put in probably about 10 days ago. A few things have come out, and it looks like Antonio Gibson is going to have a much, much larger role than we initially thought. So Ron Rivera has expressed his love for him in the locker room and out of the locker room. And uh, Gibson is probably going to be moving up our list. We talked about him last week, and B-Rob's probably going to be moving down. But Robinson, another guy coming out of Alabama, That's that gives you the street cred. We have him at 26. I'm going to go down the list. I want to see where everyone would have him at right now. Vinny, what number? Uh, Probably about 22. Oh, you, you'd move him up? Yeah, I'll move him up. 22. Woo! Man, I'd love to see who you would bump. I don't know, but you asked me off the top of my head. I have him just at the bottom of uh, RB2 there's a couple, territory. J.K. Dobbins, you probably would bump him above that guy, right? No. Really? <clears throat> no. Not even close. Really? No. I mean, I see Samaji Pirine there. That's way too high. He'll be really good early. But what will happen is if Javante Williams comes back, it's going to spoil that party. Hmm. Javante Williams as well. I don't know where he is. Oh, he's behind Brian Robinson yep, already. He yeah. is. Josh, where are you looking at for B-Rob? He's at 26 now. Where do you see him? I think you could flip-flop him and Antonio Gibson based on what our current rankings are. But honestly, dude, look at it. Between, what, 16 and 29 on our numbered list, we're like a point and a half difference between, what, 13, 14 different running backs? For sure. It's just splitting hairs. But based on what we just found out about Antonio Gibson and how much Rivera does like him, I'm going to take Gibson's upside over Robinson's based on his receiving potential. Okay. That's that's where I'm at. Okay. Mike, B-Rob, where is he? Is he still a number three? Does he drop down to a low in number three, high in number two? What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm kind of con- confused. Like, why isn't he going above J.K. Dobbins? Like B-Rob? Yeah. No. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, Robinson is. Uh, I mean, he was a talented back in college, but he's a little bit slow. He ran in the low or in the what I think a four five six or a four five five. He's a little bit slow for his, his for his size. Um, he's a big boy. Six he is, two, but six two. two he's. 24. I mean, Najee Harris was faster than him, and he's a little bigger than Robinson. Yeah. Also, he doesn't have the greatest hands. Gibson definitely has better hands. Gibson played a lot of wide receiver in college. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Gibson. I love the guy, the character. Okay. I mean, for him well, to come I'm, back from being yeah, shot. Yeah, we talked about him last week. No, Robinson, no, Gibson, no, no. Gibson didn't get shot. Gibson, didn't get shot. I mean, Gibson, I'm, Gibson ordered the hit. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Yeah, Gibson, yeah, I love, Gibson ordered the hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. He wasn't involved, and Ray Lewis is innocent. So <laughs> where do you joking. have <laughs> – So where's Brian Robinson on the list for you? Right now we have him at 26. Is he higher or lower? Uh, a little, A little higher. A little higher. Who do you like better right now, Gibson? If you have to choose a back out of that backfield, who do you like better? Gibson or Robinson? I like Robinson better. Okay. Because he doesn't catch? Yeah. No, because he's slower. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I, I, I think the assumption is Gibson's having a good camp. They love Gibson all of a sudden. And not only is he going to take all the receiving work, now he's going to eat it into all the rushing work. That's why I, I, I still think Brian Robinson is a low-end RB2, somewhere at 22 to 24, because I still think he's early down banger. That's going to get goal line. He's a bigger back than Tony Gibson, which means he'll probably get the very viable goal line carries. So where does Gibson get his touchdowns? Well, he's going to get it maybe in the screen game. He'll have some long ones. Uh, he'll, he'll have to score from farther out. So those are harder to predict. So if Brian Robinson gets money carries next to the goal line, he will definitely maintain enough value to stay as an RB2. Now, if in two weeks they say, oh, not only Gibson is going to cannibalize the receiving work, which I believe he will, now he's going to be the starter. Well, not only does Gibson jump Brian Robinson. Gibson's going to jump a ton of people on this list. For sure. A ton. Like, we're not talking like low-end two. We're talking high-end two stuff. So, with with running back one upside. Okay, so I'm going to break it down real quick. Antonio Gibson, 6'2", 220. Brian Robinson, 6'1", 225. Very similar. Antonio Gibson ran a 4'3", with an athletic score in the high 80s. Right. Brian Robinson ran a 4.55 with an athletic score around 62. Wow. You left something key out, though. What's that? Who has a fumbling issue? Tony Gibson does. Okay. Tony Gibson fumbles a lot, and he lost favor with Ron Rivera because of it. 
Okay. That's legitimate. And when you're on the goal line, things are very, very tight. Okay. So, so you got to trust the guy you hand it to. So Antonio Gibson in year one finished as a top what? He was finish, he finished number 10. Okay. 10 and in, in year two, Antonio 12. Gibson. There you go. Number 12. So Antonio Gibson, for me, if I'm actually drafting, it's just probably going to be me at this table. I'm actually taking Gibson over Brian Robinson, and I'm moving Brian Robinson into I, a low end number three. I don't no, disagree it's not with you, be but just you. I'm with you. Yeah. There. Well, if it comes down to a dynasty draft, these guys are going to be. There's going to be on my list. I mean, I'm going to go for both of them. I want the whole backfield. How old is Antonio Gibson? 24. He's 25. 25. This is his fourth year in the league. Yeah. Okay, 25. Yep. Did he turn 25 already? He did. Or is he going to turn 25 when the season starts? He actually is 25. Okay. Well, I think from from my perspective, the whole backfield is extremely valuable because if I if I'm right about Brian Robinson still, still getting first and down first and second primarily, and then Antonio Gibson cannibalizing two minute drills and all the receiving work, you could play both guys. This offense is going to be a lot better than people think. Johan Dawson is real. Um, Terry McLaurin can catch from anybody. Absolutely. He's real. They still have a pretty athletic tight end. He just Logan can't. Thomas. He just doesn't play enough games. Hopefully this year yeah. he does. They have a decent line and they're ferocious on the defensive front. I expect them to be a pretty solid offensive team. So if Brian Robinson holds on to his role, he's going to have value. I'm not going to boot him out of RB two territory. But if for some reason they come out and they're like Gibson is a starter, then that changes everything, man. He will jump. He will jump Kenneth Walker who we have coming up here soon. He'll jump J.K. Dobbins. He'll jump right over P. Ryan. He'll jump right over ETN. He will definitely jump over Rashad White. He's going to jump over Joe Mixon. He's going to jump over Aaron Jones. No but, way, man. Yeah, and on our rankings, <clears throat> he is. Because I have him probably somewhere between 12 and 15 with real one upside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. And those well, are all the people in front of him that would get right, him to right. 15. No, I see it. You know what I mean? Uh, now, what, do, do I, you know, if I'm ranking these myself, I, I have obviously, you know, I have certain feelings about these rankings just like everyone else does. But just going off what we're saying, if we think he's going to be a high end two, well, he just jumps all those people. Not to mention you know? the garbage garbage time. I mean, like, there's a ton right. of garbage time. And, and now I'll be Antonio Gibson. Like, yeah. that, that's going to be his role, especially any anything late where they have to pass and check In that down division? And, and move quick. Yeah, yeah, that's all Antonio Gibson. I'm so happy I traded for this guy in Dynasty <clears throat> when no one was looking and no one thought anything about him. I only wanted him because he was my handcuff. Yeah, and that's then it, it turns out it really was a lot of uh, hatred from the OC and not so much Ron Rivera. Right. So right, who, right, who would right. have known? But yeah, Antonio Gibson, <laughs> like, I loved him coming in. If Kearney is listening right now, he has to be thinking, what the fuck, man? I <laughs> traded for him, then get, then Brian Robinson gets drafted and takes the job. Now I trade him back to Benny, <laughs> and now there's a chance Gibson's going to be the guy. I can't fucking win with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he has to be thinking. I love you, man. <laughs> uh, poor Kearney. There you go. Oh, man. All right. So we're a little bit, all, I don't want to say all over the place, but we're definitely a little bit divided on Brian Robinson where we take him. For me, he's not in the number two territory. Territory. I have him as a low-end number three. Uh, I, at this point, with everything that's coming out of camp, I probably like him as a handcuff to Antonio Gibson. I wow. have him probably somewhere that's in the... That's valuable. It's true. That's really valuable. Yeah. That's super, super valuable because if something goes down with Gibson, this yeah. guy's going to have the backfield to himself, man. Again. Yeah, I mean, that that is true. He should have the majority of the touchdowns. I just don't see... Uh, with him not in the passing role as nearly as much as Gibson, I think that really limits his upside. So... But the next guy, however, ooh, lots of upside. I'm going to give you a couple stats on this. Uh, So over his last two seasons that he has played, 2020, he averaged six yards a carry on 134 attempts and nine TDs. He threw in 18 receptions. He missed all of 2021 because he was hurt in camp with a uh, torn ACL. He came back at the end of last year in his first couple games, looked a little sluggish. That's okay. He still finished with 5.7 yards per carry, finished with a couple touchdowns and seven receptions. The guy is obviously talented on the ground, doesn't have the best hands, but that's okay. Does anyone know who I'm talking about? I do. All right, hit me. JK. JK. I was looking, so I didn't want to So let me, ask, let me ask you, let me flip it right back to you immediately. Yeah. Off air, you and I have talked about JK before, yes. whether it's at work or whatever. You're never you haven't been a big J.K. Dobbins guy. Still not. So tell me tell me about J.K. All right. So Lamar Jackson's back. They definitely have some receivers. Uh, Rashad Bateman. We've got. We'll see how much Odell still has left in the tank. 
Um, and they signed someone else. The gaslight's all- on. The gaslight's on. For Odell. Okay. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you're going to have to stop and get gas eventually. Right? So I feel it does take a little bit of pressure that they're not going to be stacking the box. I realize that Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback, and traditionally running quarterbacks severely limit their running backs. But this was just a couple, this was not last year, but the season before when he was healthy. Six yards a carry and nine TDs. He doesn't need many carries. If he's getting 200 carries, which is nowhere near a bell cow, even if he brings it down to five yards a carry, if he loses 17% on his yards per carry, he's still getting 1,000 yards. He's still getting. He's still pacing out for 10 TDs. I'm sorry, but that that is a high-end number three. If I can throw that guy in scoring 13 points a game in my flex, and I'm getting him at number 25 on our list, I, I think I'd be happy with that, even in a one-point PPR. So Vinny, what, what round oh. would that be in? What round would that be in? If you're looking at a number three, he's going to be the 25th. I think it's round 15. eight, round nine. Yeah, somewhere. Even that might be a little low. It probably could even be closer to like low in like round six. Uh, I'm not taking him yeah, there. Yeah, because that's the first 72 picks <clears throat> in. No, I'm saying not, I'm not taking him there. Okay. Oh, 72 picks in, huh? Yeah, so he's probably going to be right at number like round six. Early oh. round six probably is where he's so going to be. He's in the uh, it's going to be right 60s? between sixty to seventy. Okay. Yeah. Average draft position since everyone's looking at me, I'm going to let you know. J.K. Dobbins is coming in at number twenty. Okay, I found the website where you're finding your info. Yeah. I see that twentieth running back off the board. Yep. And where it do is, we uh, have him? Where do we have him? We have him at number twenty-five, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. Number twenty-five. I'd put him lower. All right, so wh- how how low are you going on him, Mike? I'd right back to that twenty. I would I would swap him just like I said earlier. You mean lower as in higher? You you moving him up? You down? You, you're waiting on him? Yeah. Oh, so he means lower. Oh, okay, okay. okay so you want to just move him one spot? Yeah, I'm if, sorry. if he was twenty six, you'd be dead on the nuts. <clears throat> you love it. So yeah. So when I spoke earlier about um put um acres, yeah. I like I have my list ascending like descending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine's so whenever I way. say I have them going lower. That's a whenever. bitch, isn't it? When you're doing the Excel spreadsheet, I'm like, am I ascending? Am I descending? It is tough. I'm not really sure. Just am, am I repelling down the building? Am I climbing up the mountain? I'm not really sure, but we're just going to hit one, and if it's wrong, I'll, I'll descend. I'm such an idiot. Acres well, and Dobbins, I kind of have them yeah, kind exactly, of in the same right? boat. Yeah, yeah. okay. I'm sorry, I'm guys. With you, I'm with no, you don't that. be, man. And I still don't know if I'm ascending or descending either. <laughs> <laughs> I just I like them very similarly. Okay. I have a feeling that JK's name is gonna um, get him drafted a bit earlier. If you look at their average ADP, let me look it up real quick. Just kidding. I have a feeling that JK is going higher than Cam. We have him five spots behind nationally where his ADP is. So we're a little bit lower on him, not much. Again, we have him at 13 points again a, a game. If you look five spots higher, you're at mm, 14.24. There's actually a sizable gap on that. They're actually going almost back-to-back ADP-wise, too. 21, 22 for um, Cam Akers, depending on... So did his mom name him Just Kidding? Yes, that is his real name. Mm -hmm. Okay, I was curious. Actually, originally I thought it was Jedi Knight. And then she oh. said, just kidding. And yeah. That stuck. Yeah, she goes, everyone thought it was Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight Dobbins. It's not. <laughs> oh, my God. How cool would that be? Yeah. Jedi Knight Plymouth? It's Darth oh, my Dobbins. God. Yeah. I swear, I'd be crushing necks everywhere. You have no <laughs> idea. I'd be lifting bitches up. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, JK, does it, can anyone pound the table for him to be a rock-solid high-end number two? Or no, are we all looking? Is this? Are we good with this? Are we looking at number 25? I like him right there. And yeah. I'd be happy if I got him yep. there. Okay. I mean, I think there's a chance. We're probably a little low on him. Only because if we really think the offense is going to change in Baltimore, if we really think the offensive coordinator is going to open this game up where Lamar is going to pass more and Lamar would run a little less, not saying he's going to stop running, just a little less, then that would mean J.K. Dobbins could finally get to 15 carries a game. He needs to get to 15, 16 carries a game. 
and he needs a few receptions thrown in there. 235 carries. If he if he paces out with the same metrics he's had, he would probably be a top 10 running back. That's why I think that we're a little around 1300 yards a game or 1300 yards for the year. Full disclosure, I just I just offered a litany of picks and guardians to get J.K. Dobbins today. I was shut down right away. Wow. But I wanted him, so I I definitely think we're low on him. I think I I think he has potential to finish somewhere in the upper RB2 territory, but it's only predicated on my hedge that says they will open up the offense. He will be a better passer this year. And it doesn't have to be by much. You know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, what do you mean a better passer? Are going to be like my homes? No. Just pass for about 30 more yards per game, 40 more yards per game. That's a big difference when you okay. look at the averages when it's all said and done. So if that happens, and the addition of Odell and the addition of Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman comes back, Mark Andrews is still going to be the target hog he always is. JK might have an op- uh, he might have a pathway to 15 touches, man, just on the ground, not counting the receptions. Okay, yeah. that might come his way. You with know, his, he, only, he only has Gus Edwards behind him. He don't have much behind him. With his current ADP of 20, right? If I got him at 20, I'd, I'd be, be happy. I'd be, I'd be happy there. Yeah, I'd be thrilled. I don't want to pay like I don't want to like draft him at 12. Would you rather yeah. Acres or, or Dobbins? Acres. No, I'd rather Acres. Yeah, for sure. But okay. but it's only because Acres' path is just so much clearer. Right. But you got to gamble, right? So my gamble is the hedge on the offense being better in Baltimore and passing more. So I think Dobbins will benefit. So I think we're probably going to be low on it, but we're not going to know until the season gets going. It's yeah. one of those things. You got to, you're either in or you're not, you yep. know, yeah. you're in on them or you're out on them, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, the next, the next guy up, I think is going to be a house divided. Um, we got polar opposites on this guy. He comes in as a low end number two. Before the draft, he was considered a top five dynasty running back, a surefire top 10 running back. Right now, we have him at number 24, a low end number two. This is a big mistake, man. This is a big mistake. So Vinny's the one that's pounding the table for him. Um, So we're going to let him take over right now. We actually have Kenneth Walker at 13.17 points per game, which, guys, i got to tell you, that's about a 15% increase of what he did last year. Now, I do realize Rashad Penny was there last year. Um, He was in at 11.7 points per game. So 13.17 is a tick up from last year, but still well short of where he was before the draft. I think most people probably had him in that 15.5 to 16.5 range. Vinny? Why are we missing out on this guy? The way we're, we're the way we have this rant, we have Kenneth Walker pretty much going in the seventh or eighth round. If you could get him in the seventh eighth round, I think it's going to be a steal. My premise is simple: we've seen Pete Carroll do this a lot. He falls in love with all of his players. Anyone he drafts, he thinks there's the best things in sliced bread. Now all of a sudden, Chardonnay is going to walk in there and he's going to what render Kenneth Walker obsolete. That's a run-first offense with a very good offensive line with a coach that's very old school that wants to run and play defense. He only opens it up when they're down. He really, He's really old school, man. I mean, there's nothing to it. I think Chardonnay will have a role, okay? But I don't think it's going to be enough to knock Kenneth Walker so far back. This is really bad. This is like very, very bad ranking for me. But if everyone disagrees with me and then I can get him in round seven or eight, I'd be ecstatic. Yeah. I'd be ecstatic. I mean, I, there, yeah, there, absolutely. Oh man, I'd be ecstatic. They kind of devour each other. I hate the way that they almost Who? make each other both Charbonnet and Walker. Charbonnet doesn't devour anything. He hasn't even had an NFL snap. <clears throat> we are predicting a guy that has yet to play a snap to come in with what a third round draft capital and just knock Kenneth Walker Vinny, out of there. He is the best running back. The the best. Where did he go back. in the draft? It doesn't. I don't care where no, people I'm go asking, in the draft. I do care. It, it matters to my point. So okay, second round. Okay, he went in the second round. That means thirty-one teams passed on him once. If he was that great, if he was that great, the way they thought Jamar Gibbs was that great, why did thirty-one teams pass up on him? There's no way, man. I I I have a hard time believing it. Um, you know, we have a dynasty draft coming up. You know, people are gonna have to draw a line. You're a Charbonnet guy. That's fine. You can just draft Charbonnet then. If you think Charbonnet is gonna just leapfrog Kenneth Walker and render him obsolete. Then you draft Charbonnet. I will not be on that side of it. I, you know, I always use the same analysis. It's like a stock. You know, once a stock is oversold, okay, or once it's you know overbought, I like to go the other way. You know, a lot of people are buying into this Charbonnet thing. A lot of people believe how you believe, and that's fine. But once it gets to the point where his ADP has been, you know, just shot to the moon. That's when I start going the other way. Right. You know, you know. Here's where I have a problem with Kenneth Walker. 
he right currently he's the thirteenth running back off the board. The guy that we just named before him, and then the other guy, Akers as well, they're taking in the twenties. Right. You got to pay up for Kenneth Walker. I'm not paying up for Kenneth Walker when Charbonnet is absolutely, unless he loses his leg in training camp, he's going to take some carries away from Kenneth Walker. He's going to take touches away from Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker um, had 1.8 receptions per game without Zach Charbonnet. So what's what's he going to do with Zach Charbonnet there? Yeah. Charbonnet can catch the ball. Am I yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Great hands. So... Kenneth Walker's receptions aren't going to get better. Right. And his receiving yards of 11 receiving yards per game, that ranked 42nd among, among running backs. His yeah. receptions aren't going to get better. He's not going to get more carries. His, his carries are going to get bit into. I'm not paying up for number 13, and maybe it changes in the next few months. I'm not paying up for Kenneth Walker when I can wait a little bit and get somebody like Akers or Dobbins and know what I'm getting. I agree. He's not wrong on the receptions part. But what I'm going to push back on is simple. He doesn't need the receiving role to finish as an RB1. In fact, I know a running back that was sitting in Seattle two years ago that literally lit the league on fire that didn't catch the ball at all. Kenneth Walker is just as good as Rashad Penny. Yeah. Who was Rashad Penny's uh, backup during those last five or six games when he was killing it? Homer. Yeah. Yeah, a scrub. Right. He's washing dishes now at a Golden Corral Charbonnet somewhere near you. I, I just saw him. Right. Pompey Road. <laughs> you guys are make, you're making an assumption, though. No one knows for sure what his role is. You guys are assuming that he's just going to come in now and not only cannibalize all the receptions, now he's going to take, what, 30 40% of his rushing work? No, he only, I'm not I mean, a, he's, only, he's only catching 1.8 per game. He doesn't even have to hardly touch him to not be. To yeah, make I, I think that game alone will not make him leapfrog. No, I guess what I'm for everyone, and I. So what we do this podcast for is to just preach value, to try and remind everyone that like right now Kenneth Walker is an incredible talent. He's a great running back. Seattle's absolutely going to use him. He is going to have a prominent role in their game. Right. But the problem is he had 1.8 catches last year with Rashad Penny, the man with the hands of stone, and no one else to to challenge him. He got 1.8. You bring in a receiving back with real receiving chops, solid draft capital, that you pretty much can say 1.8 is his absolute ceiling on catches. Now, of course, can he still run the run the rock? Absolutely. But to think that Charbonnet is not going to cut into it, I'd like to see how, we, how Walker did with Rashad Penny in there. Not saying it's going to be the same split at all because Penny was the it incumbent. Yeah. Penny was the starter. Walker didn't do much. And when he had it to himself... His yards per carry were great. He was a great running back. But they're also bringing in a running back with the exact same draft capital. For me, there's no value at number 13 on the list. I would absolutely take Kenneth Walker. He would absolutely be on my team. But not at the 13th pick. Not with the 13th running back off would, the board. Yeah, I would take Charbonnet over him. Char- uh, and no, like, what? Yeah. You would take him as a number 12 overall running back, Charbonnet? Yeah, absolutely. He's, no. the, he's, he's, my, he's better than Roshan Johnson. Take you, his crack pipe away, you won't, Mike. <laughs> you won't do that in redraft. But it, the, the point I'm trying to make here was more for Dynasty, Ashley. So, yeah, so maybe in redraft, theories change, not to walk anything back. But, yeah, I'm going to look at the value of where these guys are going in terms of ADP. But I'm talking from a Dynasty perspective. Charbonnet is starting to leapfrog Kenneth Walker already. The hype is just through the roof. Um, I, you know, guys haven't even stepped onto the NFL field, man. A lot of these guys don't translate from college. They just don't. We have a capable guy there who Pete Carroll, you know, handed the reins to last year when Rashad Penny went down and performed well. I don't see him having such a reduction in production and opportunity that we're going to knock this guy into the, you know, you know, bottom RB2 territory. It's too much. I'm just, on our rank, it's really an indictment. What I'm saying is it's an indictment on our rankings. This is a bad ranking of Kenneth Walker. I, I just don't agree with it. I mean, it's terrible. The, hi, the high guy up. on this list, the high guy on this list was 15 and change. That was, right. yeah, 15 and change, 11? 10 and change. Yeah. So 10 obviously right. probably a little too low. Tons came in at 13. Came in at 13 yeah. points a game. Um, but just remember, he had 11.7. Penny was only right. in there for five games. Walker had the other ten. 
But there's also the year-to-year growth, right? There is. So are you projecting already in year two just uh, regression? I can't project regression on a guy like Kenneth Walker. I got to I got to project. Um, I guess positive, you know, positive growth. I, I'm not gonna, re, I'm not going to project negative growth on him in year two, especially yeah. when he didn't, he didn't have the starting gig the whole year. I mean, now he's gonna sure. walk into it. He's he's the starter. He's the starter in Seattle. Charbonnet is not the starter. You, you might want him to be. Mike wants him to be. He's better than Roshan Johnson, but he's not the starter. No matter what you say, that that I know for sure. So what can we project for him? How much of a percentage of rushing rushing plays? I'm asking you right now. He comes in the season. I'm going to go 72 to 74 percent of the rushing plays. He's going to be in on Charbonnet. No, oh, no, oh. no, Walker. I was asking about Charbonnet. You, oh, you Charbonnet. Gave me no, well, no, Charbonnet should be around 25 <laughs> percent. Okay. Well, then I will project comfortably if he has 70 percent of the rushing work, not taking consideration if he gets one catch a game. 70 percent of the rushing work will land him into easy RB two, top of the RB two spectrum. Okay. So easily. That's not going to happen. Well. I, I think most of Again. us living here on planet Earth realize that that probably <laughs> is well within reason. Is that he could? There's th- no way. Here's what. Here's here is something to think about. And I get what you're saying. He hasn't taken an NFL, NFL snap. Right. Let's say Jack, Zach Charbonnet comes in. He starts to play like a second round running back. Like you think that he can. He's much bigger. Than Mike, Kenneth Mike, Walker. Mike thinks he's going to be Adrian Peterson, Josh. You got to yeah. Charbonnet's six foot two fourteen. Kenneth Walker's five nine two eleven. Oh, if wow. Charbonnet plays like a second round pick, guess who's going to start taking yeah. goal line carries probably towards the middle end of the season? Yeah, Zach Charbonnet. Yeah, yeah. If he comes, that would hurt. Now, if, now if he that comes in and plays like a fifth round running back, hey, maybe not. He but won't. if he plays where he was drafted, and like we saw, I don't know if you watched him play in college much. You you beat off to him. Yeah. I think. Right? Yeah. He's um, my, he's my five five star running back. Yeah. The only he was five willing, star. He wanted to move into the first round to go get him, remember? Absolutely. Early yeah. on in the draft. He he's did, my he, five star running back. In our rookie yeah. draft, in our dynasty league, for those listening, Mike wanted to make a move all the way up to one three or one four. He was yeah. trying really hard. And then what did Mike do? Mike traded away all his picks. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> when I realized off. I couldn't, couldn't get him. He couldn't get Charbonnet and you couldn't get who? Roshan. Roshan. Roshan Dawson. You know what? I bet Roshan's there where he could have picked, and he's going to lose his mind when he does. I want to stop the draft. I want to have like poppers. Like, I'm going to be I'm going to be in Key West, but I would like you to get me on Facetime. I will be watching the draft from Dry Tortugas, yeah. and I want to see that happen. Uh, yes. In fact, I will try to make a play to get that pick. Oh, okay. I'll try to get a, that pick oh, so that I can go right back to Mike and be like, Hey, listen, you know what I'm going to do here? I know you want him. I'm just dangle him. No, so here's how I officially feel about Kenneth Walker that we can move on. Yes. I think he's a great running back. I think that Zach Charbonnet has a path to cutting into his production too high for me to want to take him at 13. If he was been taken in the 20s, sure, I'll take a swing at Kenneth Walker. I think Walker. even 17, 18 would probably be more realistic for me. If he's hanging down in the low teens, I would feel more than happy to be, yeah, yeah. take him off your hands. Yeah, I, I want to say this though, in, in redraft. I'm, I'm with you. And in redraft, I would say this. If you end up with Kenneth Walker, you probably should make a play for Chardonnay later Absolutely. on. Absolutely. He's one of those handcuffs you probably want to just get. And then in Dynasty, you just got to draw the line because you're not going to get both of them unless you're going to overpay for the whole backfield. You just got to draw the line. You just got to say, I'm a Kenneth Walker guy or I'm Chardonnay. If you try to get them both, you're probably not ending up with another running back. It's, right. just, it's just like one of those things. You got to yeah. choose, man. That's it. You got to choose. Putting you on the spot right here, KJ. Oh, boy. Here we go. (laughs) Can't wait. We're drafting in a couple months. Yeah. What's your budget for Zach Charbonnet? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be way higher than everybody else's. And nobody's going to outbid you for him. You are going to walk away with him. How much are you willing to pay for him? Ballpark. The fab available is three hundred forty dollars. Just so everyone knows. So it's a three hundred forty dollar budget. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So out of that three forty. He's he's asking you how yeah. much. If you spend twelve fifty on every player, that is your exact budget. So if you right. spend forty four dollars on Charbonnet, that means you get three players for a buck. Right. Yeah. So I'm going like twenty five. Okay, you're not getting them. There we go. Yeah, I don't right. think you're getting them. Yeah. So, but thank you very much for answering honestly. I like At it. At twenty five bucks, I'll join the bidding. That's that's how yeah. I know you're not going to get them. Yeah. So I I think he's but a thirty five forty dollar. <laughs> He flipped his numbers. Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Fifty-two dollars. <laughs> well, then you can. Well, then you can have them. You're right. You're gonna get them. I bet you have biddings up into that range. It's not. There's nothing like you can say. Oh, this is my budget. If someone doesn't want to pay fifty-two dollars, you're getting them for fifty-two bucks. Right. And if you're happy at fifty-two, then fuck them. Yeah. You got them. 
Yeah. You got the guy you wanted, and you paid the exact price you I'm wanted. I'm just, I'm tired of showing my cards, man. I'm so sick of this podcast. I, I'm quitting. Write this down. Write this down. I'm taking the headphones off yeah. right is, now. What has happened for you showing your cards, though? What have been the consequences? <laughs> Give me one consequence of you showing your cards. Uh, all my players just are getting, want- like, dr- like... Like getting drafted higher, like everybody's yeah. like moving up the list. So Fantasy Roto World pros. is listening. Is Roto World listening? Everybody's and is Fantasy listening, pros listening to me. Yeah. No, I can tell you right now, you are way higher on Zach Charbonnet than any of us at this table, and we didn't yeah. hide. I that. don't think we have enough fab together, Tal. Did you? Don't worry, you're gonna <laughs> so, be okay. <laughs> and the other, the other nice thing is we are still two months out from drafting. Yes, we are a full two months out. If Kenneth Walker blows out his knee in training camp. Guess there what? Charbonnet is worth sixty bucks. Come yeah. on, anyone on remember board. J.K. Dobbins you know? and Gus Edwards yeah. last year? Yeah, not just. The, no, the, year, the year of it was JK and Cam Akers. Remember, we, yeah. were, we were talking on yeah. the phone, but then Gus, and you were like, Vinny, you won't believe this shit. Cam yep. Akers just blew out his but knee. But then we're Gus like, Edwards oh. did too. Yeah. It was yeah. like oh, seconds yeah, right. later. Yeah, it's like, right. oh man, whoever's got Gus is got you know sitting on sitting pretty. Right, right. And then right, he blows right. out his as well. So And it was it was the year where Cam Akers and JK were projected to go bottom of the first, top of the second. Remember? I do. It was like epic. It was an yeah. epic situation. Like, oh my god, two running bashes went off the board like for sure. Poof. Yep, like, there you go. God forbid that happens. Let's well, not wish it on him, but I'm no. just saying, wow, you know, that would change everything. Yeah. Yep. To All the right. moon. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, we are going to continue on our next one, and we're going to pick right back up where we left off with our way too damn early rankings for the running backs. Wait, I uh, thought we were going to bed after this. No, you, you are. We have your. We have a. Yeah, you're quitting. Yeah. Yeah, we, we're, we're about to shut off your damn mic. <laughs> okay. We got so, a pillow and blanket right here. <laughs> Yeah. Will you pet me and read me a bedtime story? I'm not All right. petting you. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, tune in next time for, and we're going to continue the running back rankings, and then after that we're going to follow up with some wide receivers and then move into my favorite, your favorite, and everyone's favorite tight ends. Because there's really only one that we need to talk about. Mine. Ben DiNucci. <laughs> ben DiNucci. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So uh, we'll be talking to you again real soon, and you guys stay safe. Okay. Ciao. Ha, <laughs>